It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. A lot of you asked the question, what are the Republicans going to do? We see it in some of the media, uh, almost salivating by some of the pundits, prognosticators, or the political infrastructure on the potential Republican takeover of the House in the midterm elections. Michael Abramson on this show talking about how Republicans shouldn't take it for granted. Uh, the left is not done. They're not going to walk away. It's different levels, state level seats. What about down ballot? Do you need in order to govern? You need the system to be uh, more in your control. So what? Not only what will they do, but from a committee-by-committee perspective, let's talk with Representative Ralph Norman from South Carolina's 5th District, who rejoins me. Uh, Congressman, great to have you back on the show. Well, I appreciate you having me, David. All right, let's. I said let's go committee-by-committee. You are, uh, sir, on the Committee on Homeland Security. Uh, John Katko is the ranking member on that committee right now. In the past 12 hours, not even 24 hours, but in the past 12 hours, the videos have gone far and wide, not just of the night flights, but uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, the audio of CPB agents challenging him, turning their backs on him, the failures on this. And on the Committee on Homeland Security, is there anything that you have heard from the Democrats first that says they're going to take on the issue of border security and immigration? Oh, no. No, David, if, if, uh, if that had been the case, I've never let it where, never let it go this far where you have two million undocumented, unvaccinated, uh, unrecognizable uh, aliens coming into this country. Uh, and, you know, when I was there months ago, they were uh, put them in a hotel so we couldn't see them. How safe is that for children in a hotel? But no, um, right. And I get that. Know. We've all seen the images, but I'm, I want to go inside the committee room now and stay there. We, we've and you've described the issues. We again, we've seen more issues in the last or images and videos in the last, excuse me, 12 hours. Inside the committee room where you are, Democrats are in charge, to be fair. Katko's the ranking member. Are the Republicans able to do anything now or have tried to do anything to change this policy direction on border security and immigration? Well, when you say change, I mean, they control the witnesses. They control just like on, on oversight. They control, you know, who comes in. And on CATCO is a ranking member. He's not running again. Um, the Republicans are going to have to get, uh, assuming we take control, uh, somebody who, you know, will take an active role in getting rid of Mayorkas, who is, uh, he's like Biden, he's only words, uh, and having witnesses in there that hold people accountable. That's what we will do. Now, with with what we're facing now, uh, that's not going to happen. And well, will, we if, if the Republicans get control, then would the committee, would you be willing to subpoena so that whether it's Alejandro Mayorkas or anyone else, because Biden will still be the president, he's the only one who can really get rid of Mayorkas. But will you subpoena under oath 
the Democrat members, whether of the cabinet or otherwise, these agencies that are failing to do their job under their oath and under the regulations given to them under U.S. code. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're going to have to do that. And I'm so openly supporting Clay Higgins, who's got a law, law background, and he's already said he will we'll do what it takes. Look, what's happening to this country is unfathomable. It's not Democrat. It's not Republican. It's un-American. How do we get these two million out of the country uh, after they're distributed all over this country? You can't. So, yeah, we're going to have to to uh, have before our committee, uh, which you will have, we will have. Uh, those who are responsible for it. You get Border Patrol agents who see firsthand and will report firsthand what's going on. Um, and so that just simply hasn't happened. The last 12 months has been abysmal with going to these committee hearings and having uh, having these, uh, you know, these uh, nondescript people who only, they know the talking lines. But again, this is, what's happened to this country is serious. And Homeland Security will lead the way because that's we've got to get something in order uh, that will have teeth to it and give people a reason to 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 do something and, and take ownership. And then you're right. Biden's going to try to stop everything. But our only option is to do just what I mentioned. Get them before us at every not just not just Homeland. We've got to get oversight with uh, with what's been going on with the distribution of money what's been going on with um, the fraud that's going on with the way the uh, supposedly COVID dollars are being spent. And and we will do that. Uh, Kevin has already said he would get rid of those who uh, on the committee, um, uh, Swalwell being one of them uh, on Intel, he has no business being there. And the right thing to do is take him off of it. Let's talk about uh, actions that can be taken. Look, removing Kevin Swalwell, rather removing, um, Swalwell from a committee if McCarthy were to do that it has an effect it's a news item for a moment if the Republicans take control of the house and I've you know brought up a couple things one of course subpoena under oath testimony there can be referrals from that but the Republicans if they retake the house will control the purse strings you're also on over on uh, the committee on oversight and government reform uh, and when you, when you look at the Republican ability in Congress, it's the control of the purse strings. It's been an effective strategy in Washington for both sides to pull the money where the money's not being used properly. In this case, the Biden administration, the Democrats, the uh, various secretaries, Alejandro Mayorkas and others, are violating U.S. law. And yes, it is the responsibility of the executive when it comes to uh, certain issues. But Congress can pull the money. In other words, you can actually defund a great amount of the Democrat efforts to not enforce. I'm not talking about defunding CBP, but other things they want to do. You have the purse strings if you take control, and you can use it to force them into positions or at least attempt to. Is that attempt at least on the table for the Republicans? That's at the top of the table. That, that's at the top. Chip, Congressman Roy, and I, I forgot what station, he, what news broadcast he was on, listed them. He said, you defund Fauci, uh, his, his whole committee. You, you line item FDA, the programs there that are just not constitutional. You, you go down the list, and why are we funding them now? 
you know, the, the, the payments to illegals. You know, it was once said 435000 I've heard the figure of 60. I've heard it. It's been all over the board. But no, that's, and that's going to determine who a lot of us support for speaker. Any speaker that's not willing to do that, David, are not going to get our support. And we're very vocal about it. And um, we will be very vocal now because I haven't talked to one con- one conservative congressman, and I'm in the Freedom Caucus, who says what's happening now uh, is not only dangerous, It's um, we've got to take steps to, to – to, to try to fix it. A Band-Aid is not going to fix the cancer that's spreading over this country. And, and get this, that's just been in the last 12 months. Uh, we've got another nine months to put up with this. And they're doubling down. I mean... Well, they're doing more look, than look, doubling what, down. They're smart. And if I may, Congressman Norman, between now and September 30th, close of the federal fiscal year, Democrats, to your point about defunding or you know controlling the purse strings, and my point about that, will do everything they can, and they've talked about this in committee and in other forms, to plus up, to make sure that they fund, because, of course, funding that's already allocated during this budget year is incredibly difficult, if not almost impossible, to pull back for the next fiscal year. That gives them a gap in which they can keep their activities going, even with you in the majority, until you can get to the next fiscal cycle. So if they're going to do this, and it is difficult, to be fair, for almost, I would say, impossible for Republicans to do anything about that, how do you... You know, how do you in any way stop or slow them down? Well, as an example, the next CR, I think, comes up in February, in the middle of February. We've got to be very vocal and united on if it takes shutting the government down. I mean, that's a that's a no-no with a lot of people. But but really, um, we why, should why be supporting that a no-no? any program that... The, why, why, why is shutting down the government a no-no with some in the Republican caucus? Fact is that what happens during a government shutdown, certain things are affected. We see the Washington Monument play under Clinton and the parks Correct. are closed and the lawns are not mowed. Federal workers are given a furlough. They often come back to their pay. Essential workers are not given a furlough. This government shutdown game is, well, it's a game. Well, it is a game, and it's optics that the media plays up. Look what they did with Obama, and we, we as a body, have not had the steel to say to, to say no. We're not doing it. I mean, we just hadn't had the the uh, the backbone. I think that's changing, David. Everybody, uh, the, the mood on Capitol Hill with conservatives is we've got to we've got to be vocal. We've got to take the steps when and if we get in control. It starts with the. Uh, CR in February, which is crazy. You know, to operate a budget like this on CRs, no business, no family, no um, nobody could do that uh, effectively. You got to redo leases, you, particularly with the military. But uh, no, I mean it's it's a tall challenge. But we've got two, we got a choice coming up. Either well, two, three. One, we got to recruit people. It is hard to get people to run for office. You got twenty, what is it, twenty nine now Democrats that are leaving. Uh, you got 11 or 12 Republicans, but they're running for other officers. We've got to get to people that have got the right motives and will do the right thing. We've got to take it step by step in not supporting anything the Democrats have, make them vote on the record, uh, which we're doing. 
we're making them now they're doing in block on blocks which a lot of times you can't see what it actually is but um the good news is they're so divided now uh they're fighting among themselves and what's happening is if if we could and we get we hear what's going on they just Pelosi has still still wields the power that she always has of the purse strings, both in funding of candidates and both in retribution. And can we break that? I don't know, but we got to make the effort. And it starts with just what we we, we I mentioned to you. Um, Let, let's talk about the Freedom Caucus. Uh, we're running out of time here, and I don't want to miss your your miss the point on this. The Freedom Caucus. Uh, has grown, but I would say not enough in its membership to have a greater effect. Kevin McCarthy, in many ways, has failed to push forward on conservative ideas, even with the efforts to push him on it. Uh, is there a potential for real growth in the Freedom Caucus in this cycle? You talk about recruiting candidates, getting more conservative members uh, of the Republican delegations uh, across the states. Quick assessment, do we have a shot at a growth in the Freedom Caucus, and would it likely be enough to pressure McCarthy? We will be the leverage point. We've always hovered around 28 to 30. We've got with the new members, and, and you know, before it's been, you really, we didn't want members that didn't have a backbone. Now, look at Lauren Boebert, look at Mary Miller, Look at Chip Roy. Yes, we, we're getting numbers, and we're, we're recruiting, recruiting people. Uh, and our first question is, uh, will you join the Freedom Caucus? If you are, if you will, we'll get behind you. If you won't, I'm not getting behind, uh, you know, funding-wise or speaking. And I'm I'm going all over the country, into Atlanta, uh, to middle of this month, uh, middle of February, and everybody's doing that uh, in the Freedom Caucus. So, yeah, we've got the ability to get up to 40 if we can get the right people. That will make the difference. Uh, and if we don't, it depends on how many seats we take. You know, all we need is five. If we take 20, uh, as an example, we will have, if we flip 20, we'll have leverage to determine who's speaker. If it's 56, no. But we'll still play a role uh, because we, we're right and we're doing the right thing. Well, the right thing is uh, where we'll have to leave it today, but that's what needs to be done. There has to be wins. There has to be a change in policy in Washington, D.C. Biden's presidency still got more time after the midterms. And without any congressional effective action, these policies regarding our border, economic policies and more uh, will continue to plague the country. Representative Ralph Norman from South Carolina's 5th District, as always, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, David. Appreciate it. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon East on Sirius XM Patriot 125.